Hello and welcome to Kitten Whiskers and Kanye, the podcast where we talk about the history of and take a not too deep look at our favorite things. My name is Audrey Stratton. I'm Carmen Thorley. And can I just tell you one thing that I really love? I mean, this is a podcast about things that we love, right? Yes, yeah, so you can absolutely do that. That's why we're here. <laughs> I I really love it when people sing along to songs that um, they really love. And like, I've been trying to decide what I like better. Like the people who don't normally sing along to songs that like mm-hmm. sing along to their favorite songs really loudly or the people that don't normally sing along to songs that sing along really quietly when it's yeah. one of their favorite songs. Because I don't know, I like the latter a little bit because it's just so endearing to me yeah, to see someone sneaky, who I'm like, sneaky. oh, yeah, I'm going to remember that you love this song. Yeah, it's tender <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I actually, I had Mariah Carey's Christmas, I can't remember what it's called, but that Christmas song stuck in my head all day, and I, I love that song. I, I will yeah. sing along to, to that song. Well, anyway. I mean, who doesn't love that song, really? <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't, I hate Christmas music. I hate Christmas music. There's like two or three, I, I like hymns, like, you know, classical Christmas stuff. Right, yeah. But the rest of it, it's, oh, it's just so bad. But that is so good. Also, it Justin is. Bieber's Christmas. Wait, really? Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> really? I See, thought so. <laughs> I don't normally go for the, um, the like, music. pop Christmas music, just because, like... It's because it, it sucks. It really does, yeah. It's cheesy and, and cliche, and, yeah. Yeah, and normally, like, I'm all about the boy bands, but, man, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys Christmas songs are just... They're rough. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're rough. stinkers. Yeah. It just like it seems I think maybe what the reason is is because it, it feels so out of character because all these singers are singing usually about like sex or, you know, crazy parties or you know, being backstreet boys and stuff and then all of a sudden they're singing about like tender things like giving to each other and loving your telling your family that you love them because it's that time of the season and I'm just like this right. is weird. <laughs> I already yeah. know this stuff and I'm not listening to you because I don't know if you're a great role model necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that, but like Christmas music tends to be kind of a little bit more low key. And um, I don't know, like I just I expect more upbeat, poppy, sure. catchy stuff from from those bands. Right. So did you know that in addition to singing Christmas music, some boy band members also sing in cartoons? Really? Like who? Yes. Oh my gosh, I think I know who. <laughs> the yes. Beatles, right? Well, okay, yes. But I was actually thinking specifically of Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. Oh. He did the voice of Chip Skylark <gasps> in The Fairly Odd Parents. Oh my gosh. I forgot all about Fairly Odd Parents until you <laughs> mentioned it. That was such a good show. Wasn't it? Like, I love so it so clever. much. That is so funny. I had no idea. But I, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Chip Skylark is kind of like, a, I mean, he's a boy band without the rest of his boys, but that's pretty much <laughs> what his persona is, right? Yep. That's yep. so funny. Yeah. It's it's a fun little factoid that yeah. uh, ties yeah. into our topic of the day, which yeah. is cartoons. Yay. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the Beatles because the Beatles had their own cartoon that they put their that their songs were in um Mm -hmm. jackson five did too which yeah i learned a lot researching this this it was a good topic yeah i think you ended up finding the more interesting things because 
Uh, as you and our listeners know, I do like to look into the history of the things that we talk about, and mm-hmm. oh boy, the history of cartoons is just kind of boring. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah, and you would think, given that cartoons are so interesting, mm-hmm. that the history would be just as interesting, but it's really not. It really isn't, though. There's yeah. there's a lot of like FCC regulations mm-hmm. and like some, I don't know. Yeah, well, 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 I'll be talking about the FCC. <laughs> <laughs> Only for like 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe let's just kind of get that out of the way. Yeah, and then for sure. we'll talk about some of the more interesting things. For sure. Because cartoons have not always been as, um, I don't know, I guess prevalent in media as they have been in the last probably two and a half decades or mm-hmm. so. Um, I mean, cartoons for kids didn't really even start until, like, the 1960s or so. Right. Like, there were a couple of things in the very late 1950s, but it wasn't until the 1960s that, you know, program intended for children Mm -hmm. actually started getting on TV, at least animated programming. Right. And, I mean, it was probably because it was a lot more expensive to produce, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, to put yeah. together, like, animation stuff rather than having just, like, live-action stuff. Right. So part of it is that, and I think part of it is also the kind of culture of, like, TV is what you do with your family, and so everything has to be family-friendly, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's how you end up with shows like the Andy Griffith Show, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Everybody can watch it, and... You know, we kind of look back at it now, and I know there are a lot of people who really like programming like that. I am not one of them. I just kind of look at the Andy Griffith show, and I kind of cringe a little bit, because I'm just like, oh, Oh. this is too feel-good. There's no No. stakes. There's no, like, anything. I hate shows and books and TV shows with, like, moral morals at the end. You know, like, the moral that we learned at the end of this. No, I I don't like the feel-good stuff. Yeah. That's kind of weird, but it's true. Yeah. Um, But one of the things that I did find interesting about the history of cartoons is that basically as soon as children's programming became, like, a thing, um, what... So you know the group One Million Moms, which consists of, like, maybe 300 moms? (laughs) (laughs) No, I I actually really don't know what it is. (laughs) Okay, this is great. So One Million Moms is a group of moms. Um, They would like to imagine that they are one million strong, but they're a pretty conservative group of mothers, parents, who feel like, you know, society is descending into immorality and Mm -hmm. we need to fix, you know, Mm -hmm. fix all of that, burn all of the bad things. And anyway, so basically One Million Moms has existed for forever, as it turns out. Mm -hmm. And there have been groups who want to control children's media, you know, for decades now. Oh, yeah. And so, like, you know, this is 30 seconds of the more interesting part (laughs) of the history of cartoons. But basically, once kids programming started to pick up, um, a lot of people uh, were really concerned about the content of both the programming itself, but also advertising. Oh, yeah. And, you know, this is a fun little factoid. Uh, They were really worried about vitamin advertising, (laughs) if you can believe it, Um, because... You know, at the time, overeating vitamins, like, there was a risk of putting kids into comas. Oh, my. And there was, like, 
that were advertising. For, like, vitamins that looked like candy? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Like, hey, kids, you should eat our vitamins because they're super good for you and they're tasty, too. Uh-huh. And, you know, parents were like, I don't want my kids to see this and be like, Mom, I want more vitamins. Right. And, you know, parents have to deal with, like, you already had a vitamin today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't oh. have any more. I was one of those kids. Yeah. 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 What kind of vitamins did you have? I remember growing up with the little Flintstone. We like, had Flintstone chalk. vitamins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were awesome. And then we had these gummy, we had these gummy, like sugar, gummy bear kind of things, which were really, really good. Um, most recently, actually a few years ago, I was trying, I was trying to get more fiber and I, I got some fiber chewy gummies and you probably know what happened next. <laughs> <laughs> It was the worst. They were so good. They tasted so good. <laughs> yeah, so the moral of the story is Carm doesn't take vitamins anymore. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, my doctor uh, has recommended that I take uh, calcium and vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Um, calcium because I am a lady and ladies struggle with calcium deficiencies. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh. What do you think osteoporosis is? I don't know. I didn't think it was particular to women, I guess. I mean, it's not like necessarily particular to women. Right, right, right. Women are more vul- Yeah. You oh, okay. Know. Interesting. And then vitamin D because I work at night. Right. And yep. um, every once and in a while. And because winter sucks. Yeah. And every once in a while I'll be really good about it and I'll like take these vitamins regularly, but... Um, they make my farts smell real bad. Oh yeah, no, like the hel- the healthiest stuff, it does that. <laughs> it does. I'm serious. It does, and it's like I can't even stand being in the same room as myself sometimes. Right. <laughs> that, that reminds me of Phyllis from The Office when she's farting up the whole place. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, and it's whatever, but it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's funny. Why is being healthy so stinky? Seriously. But I mean, yeah, there were parents that were concerned about that. And then when the content of them, too, I learned when shows like G.I. Joe and I mean, Transformers and He-Man came out Mm -hmm. and they had like a little bit of looser standards and kind of a lot of violence and stuff. There were that's when I mean, that was when people really started pushing for you have to have educational children like shows, (laughs) you know, right. Yeah, so a lot of the regulations that had been put in place up to that point, um, like, they were deregulated, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this is where you hear a lot of the complaints. And these are kind of antiquated complaints, to be honest, because the regulations have been put back in place now. But when you hear, like, ah, I hate cartoons because they're just half-hour-long commercials for toys, Hmm. like, that actually did used to be the case yeah i ever heard of the smurfs <laughs> that was the worst at that yeah for sure uh and then like you've got um my little pony as well oh my gosh that was another one yeah. uh aimed more towards girls but mm-hmm. um little boys in particular were probably the the biggest victims of these half hour long commercials oh yeah um like you said, we've got G.I. Joe, Transformers, Voltron was another one. Mm-hmm. Anything it's just so exciting. That could sell, yeah, anything that could sell action figures. Yeah. Like, that that was the big thing. And then, yeah. you know, the one million moms of the 80s, you know, pushed again for like, hey, we yeah. don't 
want our kids asking us for these toys. Yeah. Because, you know, we want to be able to have a half hour to ourselves Uh and be able to let our kids watch TV and... Not instead, I'm yeah. yeah. Instead, it's getting worse. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I'm not getting any time to myself. I'm getting complaints <laughs> that my kids don't have these toys. Right. So there is a regulation now that um, in kids programming, you can't have any sort of advertisement for a product related to the program that is airing at that time. Mm. Um, shown anywhere in that half hour block. That's a good like, rule. Even a second will violate that regulation and the network will face heavy fines for that which you know it it doesn't stop them from advertising for products during other other parts of the day yeah but it is less of an intense thing where the kid is watching the show and then he sees the toy and he's like i have to have this you know right like immediately to recreate all the stuff that they're doing on the show right now (laughs) right that's pretty much what i have about the history of uh cartoons yeah. And we are talking, I don't know, we'll probably title this episode Saturday Morning Cartoons because it sounds catchy, but I think we're also going to talk a little bit about um, like after school programming as well. Yeah, that's funny because when I was putting together this thing, I was thinking strictly of Saturday Morning Cartoons that that I used to watch when I got up, but Arthur came to mind and I made a note to be very vehemently opposed to talking about Arthur because it's an after school program, not a Saturday Morning Cartoon. <laughs> but yeah, we should, we should just kind of talk about our cartoons because in reality we you and I Audrey we're both millennials listeners Mm -hmm. um we didn't I mean you probably did a little more than I but I didn't experience what Saturday morning cartoons actually are defined as because they started in the 60s and it was this it was this block set aside in like three or four hours in the morning on Saturday that a lot of people a lot of networks uh, and TV shows and advertisers would fight for because it was advertised for kids. Come watch these right. shows at this time. And, you know, everyone everyone wanted those spots. Uh, but the, the whole idea of Saturday morning, like special TV time, was kind of done away with cable TV because now you can just kind of watch... You can watch anything on any channel pretty much at any time. Um, you know, or there's always going to be cartoons on some sort of channel. It's not like a Saturday morning special thing anymore, you know? And, uh, um, it kind of, yeah, it changed, it changed a lot. And what Saturday morning cartoons are actually defined as aren't what I experienced. And I was really surprised to learn that it's not just cartoons on Saturday morning. It's, it's, it was like this, it was, it was a, it was a thing, you know, it was a, a special block for, Right. It was a special block for kids. um, And I vaguely remember reading somewhere and this is, you know, where I have to admit that it was just getting so boring Mm -hmm. that I stopped paying attention. Yeah, that there are some regulations about a certain amount of educational content required Uh for Saturday morning cartoons. Did you catch any of that when you were researching? Um, It's it's three hours. Every network must have three hours of educational children's cartoons a week. That that oh, was okay. yeah that was all it was and that was that was pushed for after maybe like the eighties if I remember correctly and parents started getting a little bit more like you said a little bit more aware that like you know what their kids were watching maybe is influencing them in a 
negative or an annoying way, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, because of that push, we actually got one of my favorites, uh, Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> I don't know oh, if you yeah. ever watched it. I, I actually didn't watch the TV show, but I played the computer game and I watched all the clips and stuff. And that was one of the funnest educational TV shows, I think, that exists in the world ever. <laughs> I agree. I, I think agree. it is so much fun. In uh, fifth grade, my fifth grade teacher really liked showing us some of the, I'm going to call them deeper cuts, mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're ones that I don't think I've seen ever since, mm-hmm. which is weird because like, I actually, <laughs> thanks mom, <laughs> my mom gave me um, the DVD set that has every single one of uh-huh. the Schoolhouse Rock cartoons. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Do you want to borrow it yes. sometime? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's incredible. That's such a great yeah. gift. It is. It is. So I had that. That's awesome. Yeah, there was there was one um, about prepositional phrases. Oh yeah, that was really really catchy. And um, I think we watched that one in fifth grade like every day for about three months straight. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, they are so entertaining, and they get stuck in your head. Yeah, I. Um, the really special one to me was the one about predicates. It was a uh, Mr. Morton walks down the stairs kind of thing. Oh no, that was it. Okay, I said okay, is that the one you're phrases, talking but about? But it was predicates. Yeah, where she proposes yes. to him at the end. It's so good. <laughs> it's so who cute. says woman can't propose? It's so tender. Oh, no, that, that's so good. I love that show. Yeah. That was, that's a pretty old one. So I wasn't watching it in its heyday, but I'm still glad that I was exposed to it. But yeah, that was a really that's a really old one. And at that time, most of the other cartoons on TV were. Uh, renditions of comic books like Superman and Fantastic Four and or based off of musical groups like the Jackson Five like I said before the Beatles and the Osmonds had animated versions of their family singing their original songs yeah yeah, (laughs) and I I I just love that I think it's great yeah it's really charming Mm -hmm. Um, and that's actually another that's another gift that my mommy gave me recently is um not the musical groups Mm -hmm. but I got a DVD of one of the seasons of Super Friends. Oh, excellent. <laughs> and I'm probably not going to watch it like a whole lot, mm-hmm. but you know, if there's ever a time when I'm kind of bored and I'm like, I just want to watch something kind of campy and silly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'll yeah. pop that in and watch it for like half an hour. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the- you know, like <laughs> the weird animation where like everything is still except for the characters' mouths while they're talking. Uh-huh. And there's, like, weird little layovers of, like, the layers of their face and stuff, and it's yeah. weird to watch, yeah. And you can always yeah. tell what's going to move in the scene because it's bright and everything else is, like, this really dark... <laughs> yeah, I totally know what you're yeah. talking about. Um, yeah. yeah, actually, another really famous educational one that was pretty prominent was the Bill Cosby's Fat Albert one. Um, I never watched any me of neither. that. Me neither, but everyone, everyone can reference it. And everyone knows what it is, but I just, I don't think I know anyone personally that did watch it, but it was a pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, considering it was an educational show amongst things like, I mean, this is the seventies at this point, things like uh, Star Trek and Planet of the Apes and Tarzan, like all these animated versions of what were previously live action, Scooby-Doo. I mean, and then you have Fat Albert and it was still really popular despite its educational, you know, flavor. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, after that, um, the eighties, I know I'm like going into a little historical thing, but it's interesting cause there were, there were themes through the decades for 
Saturday morning cartoons. 60s was about superhero cartoons and comic books and music groups. 70s was live action remakes. And then uh, the 80s got into fairy tale-ish like adaptions like the Smurfs or My Little Pony. And right, yeah. And there are a few of these that I actually do remember watching like mm-hmm. the reruns of. And I know that they were a little bit more geared towards people who are, you know, a little bit older than mm-hmm. me. But yeah. You know, I still have vague recollections of like, yeah, My Little Pony. And do you remember Gummy Bears? Did you ever watch that? (laughs) No, I've never even heard of that. Oh my gosh. There was a, yeah, this is like exactly what you're describing. It was a fantasy setting and it was about this community of bears. I don't remember why they were called Gummy Bears other than maybe to evoke like that sense yeah. of we should go buy some candy <laughs> even though they Snicky, didn't look anything <laughs> like it's so weird because like none of the characters look We're anything like the candy yeah, yeah that's like, suspicious <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> but it was also the 80s so it right, right. does kind of tie into the whole yeah yeah thing yeah, the 80s also had um, renditions of other comics like Garfield and Peanuts, just the comic strips that were made mm-hmm. into really, really popular cartoons. Um, after the 80s, though, the 90s, it kind of started, it just kind of started going downhill because advertisers didn't really have to fight for prime spots anymore because cable mm-hmm. made watching TV easier for everyone. And they had they had a, a lot, they had a lot more options to put their ads out, you know? yeah. Yeah, I remember as a kid growing up, like, a lot of the cartoons that I watched when I was really, really little, they were, I don't know, I I don't remember there being a lot of original programming. I Mm -hmm. remember watching a lot of, like, Hanna-Barbera cartoons, which Mm -hmm. are much, much older, you know. I remember watching a lot of Looney Tunes and, um, again, like, Smurfs. Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Mm -hmm. Um, Johnny Quest was another one, which, I mean, that's a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Right. Right. I do want to throw that out there that Johnny Quest is amazing. Really interesting. It's so good. I'll look into it. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's an adventure uh-huh. cartoon. Um, the titular character travels around with uh, his dad and a couple of buddies, and there's sometimes some sci-fi elements to it, and sometimes it's a little bit more Indiana Jones. Yeah, but it's it's. It's a ride. That's awesome. I'll look into it. <laughs> there were a few things that are actually very characteristically 90s mm-hmm. that, that did happen. Um, like, and when I say did happen, I mean, like, these were a thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I had to kind of, like, reach way down into memory to, like, actually recall these. But there was a cartoon called SWAT Cats. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. exactly what it sounds like. SWAT cats. It is a bunch of cats that are like super extreme dude <laughs> <laughs> I'm so into that and they're and they're totally into doing these like secret missions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. man <laughs> um along the same vein oh my gosh the 90s was they just were so kind of a cool mess yeah it they was were trying really a rad little too hard to be radical <laughs> yeah cowabunga dude um <laughs> <laughs> that will come was up. another one called Street Sharks, oh. which was kind of similar, which, I mean, again, you can pretty much gather what it was about right. from the title. It was a bunch of sharks that lived in the sewers, but you don't say they live in the sewers. Right. They just, you know, live under the streets, and sometimes <laughs> they do stuff above the streets. 
But the point is, like, <laughs> they're like cool a- and they're urban and also they're sharks. <laughs> that is such a ripoff of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, they didn't even actually try to be a... They, they didn't even, they didn't <laughs> yeah. even pick, like, a mammal or something. Like, it's, right. still, a, it's still a slimy, scaly animal <laughs> un- living in the sewers, urban, you know? Yeah. That's weird. I mean, I guess yeah. that's cool. It's what kids probably wanted to watch. It's what they were into. Right. I wasn't, but my brother was. <laughs> yeah. So I remember watching that because my brother really liked those, mm-hmm. but I'm sure I liked them too. Yeah. Because I watch. I don't know if it was because I liked them or if I just really liked cartoons in general. <laughs> right, right. Um, but I do remember there was one program that I loved and it was aimed towards little girls and it was the Sky Dancers cartoon. And this one was one that was like, it had to try really hard to skirt that like no advertisements rule because Sky Dancers was a huge toy as well Mm -hmm. as this, you know, cartoon. Oh yeah. Um, so I watched that as a kid and I had kind of forgotten about it until like late high school, probably in my junior or senior year. And uh, a bunch of me and my friends went to um, someone's house to watch, I think we watched like The Illusionist or something, Mm -hmm. you know, something that teenagers would enjoy. Mm -hmm. And after that, um, somebody (laughs) dug up this VHS copy (laughs) of some Skydancers episodes. And I was like, oh, no, I watched that. Let's Mm -hmm. totally like watch an episode. And... One of the first lines of the first episode was one of the guys going up to one of the girls and saying, hey, Angelica, you're looking fresh today. Oh, my gosh. Like, just like that. And of course, like, we all crack up because who talks like that? Who talks like that? Did people in the 90s actually talk like that? I sure hope not. I'm glad I don't remember if they did. (laughs) I just, I feel like whether or not they actually talked like that, kids. Wa- that's like that's that that was the aura of cool. Is just the laid back, don't give a crap kind of like thing. You yeah, know? that's what was cool. <laughs> like nineties. Why are you? You're trying too hard to be cool. Oh yeah, nineties. I think. That, I mean, the nineties were great, but it definitely tried a little too hard. I think. <laughs> And, you know, you want to say, like, just be yourself and, you know, cool will happen. But you don't I don't really know if 90s would have would have reached cool, you know, just Mm. naturally. I think they were just probably doomed from the start. (laughs) No. Yeah, it was it was rough. I mean, and part of the problem, this is a little bit of a tangent, is um, that the grunge culture was like for sure kind of the like the counterculture of the time. And so you've got these two conflicting ideas and grunge is all about like not caring mm-hmm. at all. Yep. So what does mainstream culture have to do but try too hard? <laughs> yeah, try too hard to not care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. So I have a list of themes. I mean, if you want to play a little game. Uh, you, yes, unless, I do. Unless you have some more of the fun history stuff. Nah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Oh, it's the DuckTales. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) I, okay, I never watched DuckTales, but I have this, I I have this image stuck in my head in the beginning because I know in the, like, opening sequence, the big duck, the main big duck, dives into this pile of, like, gold or something like that, Mm -hmm. and I never understood how that worked because he dives into it like it's water, (laughs) and that just really irritates me. <laughs> That's not how it works. 
I'm actually really glad that that one was the first one because that's a good one to talk about. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have a lot of really fond memories oh, of yeah. DuckTales. And uh, it's one of those cartoons that has actually been rebooted recently. Ah. Like, very, very recently. Uh, they just showed the first episode, like, beginning of last month, I think. Oh, wow. That's yeah. really exciting for everyone that used to watch it. I, I, yeah. hope, it, I hope it lives up. Um, I, I watched it. It was an hour-long special. Was it good? And Yes. So... Hmm. Okay, so you know how the trend right now in animation is, like, if you get a bunch of famous people to be the voice actors, like, you'll oh, yeah. attract more, like, older audiences. Mm -hmm. So, in the old cartoon, you know, you've got professional vo voice actors, which, you know, cool. Like, I mm -hmm. fully support professional voice actors. But one of the problems was the nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, just didn't really have personalities independent of each other like right. they were just kind of the triplets you right. know and so one of the things that this new cartoon does is like they're visually very distinct you know not just separate colors but like they mm -hmm. wear different clothes and then they've all got different personalities as well yeah so going through the um voice cast list yeah. this is really great so david tennant as scrooge mcduck oh which <laughs> i just I love think great. because He's supposed to be Scottish, right? Mm -hmm. And David Tennant is Scottish, so yeah, he doesn't have to, like, change his voice or accent at all, uh -uh. which is great. Um, Danny Pudi is Huey Duck, and Ben Schwartz as Dewey, and Bobby, um, I can't pronounce his last name, yeah. Moynihan uh, as Louie. You've got Kate McCucci as Webby Vanderquack, so she's the, the little girl mm -hmm. duck. And um, Lin-Manuel Miranda is actually also going to be uh, a voice. I don't know if his character has premiered yet on the show, but I remember when he announced it, it was just kind of like, oh my gosh, like, apparently Lin-Manuel Miranda has just sold his soul to Disney. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, really, I don't care because I will take more of him everywhere. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Like, after Moana and after Hamilton and, like, all of that stuff. Like, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. So it's a lot of fun. Um, I think that the show is definitely, like, the writing is definitely aimed more towards, like, preteens. Yeah. Um, and, and a little less teenagers, uh, which is fine. You know, it just means that I'm probably not actually going to watch the series. No. Um, as, as much as I do other cartoons. Yeah. It's hard to watch TV shows. Well, for me, it's hard to watch TV shows about an age group that I've already experienced. Like, it's always mm -hmm. it's always more fun to watch um, when you're little to watch TV shows about, you know, teenagers and how cool they are and all the cool stuff they do and they drive <laughs> right. cars and stuff. But then you're a teenager right. and you're like, this is nothing like I watched on TV. And then when you mm -hmm. watch it on TV, you're like, this is not an accurate representation. <laughs> Right, and then you right, still, right. At least in my experience, I just I lose interest at that point, you know. Right. Yeah. Um. I can understand that. I. I don't know. I still love cartoons mm -hmm. like just so much. Yeah. I really do. And so I don't. I don't know. I don't worry about that aspect quite as much. Like right. just as long as it's enjoyable, you know. Totally. All right. Do you okay. want to click another one? Heroes in a half shell. Oh man, heroes in a half shell! Like <laughs> I had that... to, I had to get that one little line in. Heroes in a half shell. <laughs> it's so, it's so silly. <laughs> it's so silly. Like, like I saw, I saw. 
I can't remember what website it was on, but somebody just kind of broke down like the title Teenage Mutant Ninja mm-hmm. Turtles. And it's weird. Like it's a ride, right? Yeah. Like teenage first. Okay, yeah, like you know the age group that it's supposed to be aimed towards. Mm-hmm. Uh mutant. Okay, this is getting a little weird. Mm-hmm. Like what's being mutated? Like is it a severe mutation that's like kind of weird or are we talking about like, like redhead mutants? <laughs> right? Oh, not redhead. Yeah. <laughs> Redheadedness is a mutation. Mean. <laughs> uh, ninja. Okay, like hard left there. Yeah, like, whoa, where where are we mutated ninjas? Okay, where are we is this Japanese? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? Turtles. Then turtles. Okay, <laughs> like, all right. This is this is what we're dealing with. It's just so. It's just four <laughs> such like four really specific adjectives and they just yeah um my I mean, they're accurate oh yeah they are it's exactly <laughs> what they are they're they're teenage mutant ninja turtles if you guys haven't watched the show that's exactly what the show is about yep. <laughs> my brother was a I to be honest I don't know if he watched the tv show but I think he must have because he had teenage mutant ninja turtle toys and he yeah he loved that show and he's actually um shout out to Dane love you bro I know you probably won't listen to this but whatever um he's uh, teaching his little boy Jack all the all the ropes for teenage mutant ninja turtle knowledge he's taught that he's taught him like the phrases and the oh my and gosh. all the names of them yeah he's a big fan too oh it's man and cutest. it's funny cuz this is yet another cartoon that is just kind of like ongoing yeah it's it's still a pretty big deal mm-hmm. like that that my brother when he was just a few years older than his own son that he was super into that show and it was super relevant. It's, it's, I mean, I, I would, I don't know if I'd say if it's super relevant now, but it's relevant enough, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, if you look at the toy section of any store, there like still there are Teenage Turtles. Mutant Ninja. Yeah. I mean, the, the franchise has been rebooted a couple of times since yeah. the 80s cartoon. Um, but did, did you see the live action? It really creeped me out watching the trailer. I did. It, it like, it made my stomach turn. Their faces were really, really really icky to me (laughs) yeah it's it's definitely hard to watch i i'm not gonna lie i have watched um both of the live action ones that came out recently uh with the the cgi turtles uh mostly because will arnett is in those movies (laughs) oh that's right okay there were (laughs) and i love will arnett (laughs) yeah he's 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 a treasure he's a national treasure truly but you know, mm-hmm. I forgot. I forgot there was an older one. I liked the older live-action one, but this newer CGI one is what gave me the willies. <laughs> yes, yeah. Now the older ones, they have the like suits. Mm-hmm. The the actors are in the like yeah weird and rubbery it, suits, it, and it looks cheap. But at least I know deep down there are humans inside of those. You know, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I have. I do own. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, colon, Secret of the Ooze. And I will, well, it's the Secret of the Ooze that turned them into, from Turtles into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The origin story. Yes, it is. Um, It is, that, that movie alone is worth owning because at the end, Vanilla Ice is giving a concert. And the <laughs> turtles crash the concert in the middle of a fight, and then they wrap up the fight, and they go and they wrap with vanilla ice. That's awesome! And it is so amazing. Oh, that's it is so cool. It is, like, the single greatest three minutes of movie history ever. Mm-hmm. 
I believe it. And I don't like normally using hyperbole, but I I think I'm going to die on this hill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the best three minutes of movie history. <laughs> yes, it is. Forget about like Shawshank the last five minutes of Gladiator. Yeah. Like forget about that. Uh, no, the the turtles driving with vanilla ice going, go, go ninja, go ninja, go. Oh, go, it's ninja, the ninja go, rap. Ninja, I've heard go. that before. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. That's where it's from. Ninja. Ninja rap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. Oh, it's so good. Um, there was a like I don't know if you ever watched this or if you remember it. There was kind of a follow-up movie to those. Um, it was completely CGI. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a mix of live action or anything called TMNT. And it was pretty good. It has Patrick Stewart doing the voice of the main antagonist, um, which, I mean, that voice is just silk. Yeah. Yep. I agree. <laughs> I agree. It was great. And so we own that movie as well. Uh, and it's pretty good. That's awesome. So. All right. Okay. Want to click another? N- yes, I do. Bad guys who like to loot and plunder. Oh, Captain Planet! It took me, like, five seconds to get there. Right. I didn't... Yes. Well, I didn't know what shows to include, because I didn't know if you watched old stuff like that, but I didn't want to leave it completely out, because they're more Saturday morning cartoony than our Saturday morning cartoons, you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 Um, So does that count as, like, educational programming, or...? Oh, totally. If you... Like, if you listen to the theme song, he's talking about, like, saving the planet and stuff like that. It's Mm -hmm. totally environmentally, politically driven. Yeah, I would say it counts, for sure. But yeah, I never watched it myself. I I remember watching it. I don't remember any specific, like, plots. Mm -hmm. Because, like, for most of the cartoons that I watched, like, there are generally, like, one or two episodes that kind of stood out to me, and I remembered those episodes Mm -hmm. as part of, like, watching those cartoons. Right. And... I remember watching Captain Planet, but I mean, really, all I remember of it now is just how silly it was that there were five kids <laughs> and there's only four elements. You have to have the fifth one is heart. Oh, like, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> I know. It's very, you know, just gag me yeah. now. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is ugh. okay. All right. Want to clean another? Yes. We are riders. Oh, is this Rocket Power? Yes. <gasps> okay. Because I okay. knew you, I know you loved this show. I at least yes. I remember you telling me that you did because I remember saying I hated it and you were really surprised and hurt. <laughs> Was I? <laughs> I don't recall this particular conversation, but it does sound like me. Um. <laughs> Here's the thing: young Young Carm watched a lot of TV, like a lot of TV, and yeah. I mean especially on weekends. And I would watch three or four hours of SpongeBob and Fairly Odd Parents and Cat Dog and stuff like that. And the second Rocket Power came on, like I, I, I could not watch it. I hated it so much. I had to turn it off. <laughs> so I, I've got to be honest. I know that there's Rocket Girl, Rocket Boy, Twister. I don't know how I remember their names. Squid, I think is what his name was. And they skated. That's all I know. I, that's what they did, right? Yeah. Oh, and they lived in Hawaii. It was... Was it Hawaii or was it like California? I think it was California. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. I could be wrong. I don't, I honestly don't remember. Like, so 
I wouldn't like rank it on my like favorite cartoons of all time. Right. Like nowhere even close to the top of the list. Yeah. But as I mentioned before, I just really liked cartoons in general. Mm-hmm. And so like it was a cartoon and it yeah. was on. Yeah. And so yeah. <laughs> it was a unique one too. I mean, if you watch if you watch the opening theme and stuff, you know, the cuts and the fast, you know, moves and they grab the camera and shake it and stuff. They're so hardcore. Like that's what I think that's what drew kids in. I just wasn't about that. I didn't want the hardcore stuff. I wanted I wanted SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, I think it I think it just kind of came in on the tail end of like the radical 90s plus mm-hmm. the beginning of the 2000s saw like the rise of extreme sports and oh, for so sure. yeah. You know, I think the combination of the two was definitely, like... Of course, Rocket Power would exist. Yes, it would. You know, because of those two. Yeah. All right. I'm clicking on... This one. You know we got a mystery to solve. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. Okay, that one took, like half a second oh yeah no it's it's there are a few on here that i know are probably going to take you less time than that it, they're so identifiable scooby-doo is great because that's one of those that's just really timeless oh yeah um i think scooby-doo definitely still has a, a market mm-hmm. i think it does honestly i i i was always so bored by it none of them were interesting to me i mean well, none of the characters were interesting to me, and Scooby-Doo wasn't funny to me, and every episode was the same, you know? <laughs> <laughs> sure. But I yeah, understand the, that that the kind of... of the week. Yeah, that kind of continuity of is something that, yeah, was something that was really attractive to kids where they could... But, uh, you know, not... Kids shows did that, you know, they did repeated stuff, and they did really st- strict, like, this is what happens next. But this was kind of like older kids, and they still followed that little template, you know? And mm-hmm. that's probably what kept it pretty popular is because kids knew what to expect and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, when I say it's kind of like an ongoing franchise that, you know, constantly has appeal, like, I, I'm pretty sure that there is actually a current cartoon in production right oh, now. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't think that Scooby-Doo has really ever quit. Because right. in the um, in the early 90s... I don't, I don't remember if this was like an 80s cartoon and I just watched reruns or if this was a 90s cartoon, yeah. but um, there was uh, Scooby-Doo and Scrappy 2. Oh, right. And I just remember when I reached my teenage years, just hearing a lot of hate for that because Scrappy was so annoying. He's the I worst. Like, I didn't think he was that bad, Ugh. but now I look at it, I'm like, he okay, yeah, bad, <laughs> he's yeah. pretty bad. And then there was, um, I don't remember what it was called, but it was basically like baby Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> There's <laughs> baby versions like, of every cartoon. Yes. So it was, um, yeah, just like kid versions. And that one was kind of fun because there was a character that was actually his name was Red Herring, <laughs> and Fred constantly wanted to accuse Red Herring of the crimes yeah. that they were yeah. trying to solve. Yeah, Fred was, that was really was, funny. He was pretty, but he wasn't super bright. He just no, yeah. he really wasn't. <laughs> yeah, but I think Scooby Doo is enjoyable, and um, it's a classic. I think that yeah, I think that they do a lot of clever things. Not all the time, but definitely. You know, some of the time. For sure. Um, there is a clip that I will put on our Twitter. Yeah. Uh, because one of the things that Scooby-Doo is known for is their guest stars. Uh-huh. And this started way back, you know, in the original cartoon. They had an episode that featured the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> and this was a really famous episode because, like, it was just a lot of fun, you yeah, know? And the it Harlem was... Globetrotters. 
promoting the Harlem Globetrotters that were kind of, I mean, obviously they were a sports team, but they were also kind of an entertainment franchise in and of right. themselves. Right. And so you were combining these two and it was just a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and that's a tradition that the animators and the writers have maintained. Mm -hmm. And so there are a lot of like short movies that have been produced that have a lot of celebrities in them, including one that has John Cena. John so Cena. <laughs> You can imagine how wild that gets. Yeah, no. I bet it's just endless. Mm -hmm. Endless anticipation and build up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, here we go. Seatbelts, everyone! Magic School Bus! Yeah. <laughs> beep, beep. Seatbelts, everyone. It's great. That one was a fun oh, one. Oh, that's great. I watched that one in school all the time. Yeah, no, that one was definitely an educational program, mm -hmm. and it was great because it was memorable and entertaining. Oh, yeah. It definitely wasn't, like, a drag to watch, mm -hmm. which Some was great. educational, yeah. No, this Some one this one was a lot of fun. I remember the episode um, where they shrink down and go into one of the students' bodies, and I remember, yes. I re well, and I remember it because as I'm watching cartoons, you know, in my current life like i see two or three more cartoons that have that exact and you know magic school bus probably didn't do it first but they have that exact same episode where they shrink down and they go inside the body you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but magic school bus was the first one i saw <laughs> yeah and actually um i remember that episode too that was the first one that came to my mind because the issue was with poor arnold because of course arnold just gets the short end yeah. of the stick every single time he had a condition that my sister actually had as an infant, which is he turned orange. And this happens to people hmm. where they turn orange because they're not eating any green vegetables. So as an infant, my, oh. my sister would not eat like any peas or any broccoli or anything like that. She would only eat carrots. And, and so turned she orange. turned orange. <laughs> is this and my poor mom was like, yeah. <laughs> And my poor mom was like, what is wrong with my child? And she goes to the doctor and the doctor's like, she's just got to eat some green vegetables. <laughs> and I remember, like, I vaguely remember that being the resolution mm -hmm. of this particular episode is basically they were like, Arnold, you should eat some celery or something yeah, or some yeah, broccoli yeah. because, like, that's literally all you have to do to fix this. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> um, I also remember the episode where they go to space Oh, because yes. again, and like poor Arnold, and and to be fair, this one was on him. This is on him. <laughs> I don't remember what's going on, but he has to prove a point. And to prove his point, he takes off his helmet while they're on Pluto, and his head automatically freezes, uh. just like instantly, because they're on Pluto. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a cartoon, so of course, like he's okay. They get right. him into the school bus, and they're like, okay, like you've proved your point. I don't remember what it was, right. but. <laughs> <laughs> you proved your point we'll fix it right and we'll move on so that was that was a fun game uh -huh. i like i like this um i do want to talk about some cartoons from like the early 2000s yeah because i think that's when cartoons kind of started to pick up in quality again oh yeah and i'm talking about cartoons like obviously spongebob squarepants was a 1999-2000 era mm -hmm. um cartoon which you and i love oh my gosh if, so any, much. if any of you knew like what it was like to get into just a 
just a quote war. <laughs> it's <laughs> like we will just it just comes so naturally and it's so it really does. And there's another girl that we work with too and you don't work with her much audrey but she has she's the exact same thing she'll just she'll <laughs> random every now and then just little tiny obscure quotes and she knows that i get them and no one else gets it and no one else understands oh, why it's great. so funny i just oh man like i was dripping some food coloring into some frosting to change you know to color it and yeah. it was i just needed a teeny teeny tiny bit so it was just dripping dripping ever so slowly ever so slowly and <laughs> lexi was like <laughs> i declared this drop of hot sauce to be really really hot <laughs> <laughs> and i just lost it it was so perfect that's a spend yeah so good yeah, and of course, like, we deal a lot with chocolate in the back production oh, yeah. area, and so, I mean, probably once every other week we end up with somebody going, chocolate! Did you say chocolate? Did he say chocolate? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Nickelodeon, I think, had a lot of gems, because I'm looking at my list here of shows that I watched as a kid, mm-hmm. and, like, I think... 60% of them are split between Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network mm-hmm. and then the other 40% are from other right you know channels um but I've got fairly odd parents which oh, we kind God. of already touched on a little bit but yeah like they had a lot of celebrity voice actors mm-hmm. and they had a lot of mature references too mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I had no idea like I know it sounds silly but I had no idea that Jorgen von Strangle was pretty much a poor man's version of Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> yep Yep, just like it was it was really smart humor it really was um they got the comedian norm mcdonald to do Mm -hmm. a a spot which is kind of weird to me because that's definitely more like kind of my parents era of of comedy like i had no idea who norm mcdonald was until recently and i remember like watching the opening credits and like guest starring norm mcdonald and i'm like i don't know who he is but he has a distinctive voice yeah yeah <laughs> and i can imagine that the parents watching the cartoon would be like i love this guy right right it draws in the it draws in multiple generations yeah yeah you can you can imagine who did the voice of billy crystal ball <laughs> uh, that that one's not too hard to guess not too hard to guess <laughs> john stamos <laughs> yes <laughs> And then um, Jay Leno also did a voice. Uh, I don't remember who he did, but of course, I freaking hate the animated version of him. Yeah, I freaking hate his voice, but he's got a good voice, and I bet they, I bet they emphasized his his features too when they. Oh, they definitely did. Yeah, that's pretty. funny. Also, um, I went through a phase where I was just like, Butch Hartman is the greatest because he created not only the Fairly Odd Parents Mm -hmm. but Danny Phantom as well. Gosh, don't even get me and started on it again. I, I, I think we actually probably might just have to leave it there because you and I could just... I love Danny Phantom. I have a huge, huge little girl crush on Danny Phantom. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like now we those cartoon crushes are bad. They're real bad. They are bad. And Danny Phantom was like definitely top five on my list. Absolutely. Can I, can I ask what else was on your list? Who else? Um, Robin from Teen Titans. Oh, yeah. That was a Cartoon Network show. You told me that, yep. Yep. And I had a really weird, like, I I like the dorky guy sort of thing. And Mm -hmm. so Ron from Kim Possible was also on my list. 
Yeah, well, and it was also that it was also watching that it was the kind of thing where it's like you know, like he's your best friend, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I don't promote the friend zone or anything like that, or even that it exists. But it was just the kind of thing like he's your best friend, and he's there the whole time, you know. And it's the, just the kind of thing like you love him because he's just so loyal to Kim. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, and he's funny, and he's dorky, and he's like so unashamed to be himself Mm -hmm. and like that was such i think that was such a really good message for everybody that watched that right right you know like neither of the characters really tried to pretend to be someone else Mm -hmm. like there were a couple of episodes where like they had to learn a lesson you know like oh i'm gonna try and do this image thing and then at the end of course they're like ah it's better to be myself yeah but for the most part like unless that was specifically the message of the episode they were just like I'm Ron. I'm yeah. Kim. Like, it's so great. That was such a cute show. It really was. I I liked it. Uh, well, did you yeah. watch Cat Dog? <laughs> you know, I couldn't really get into it. Oh, I loved Cat I Dog. Watched, I watched a few episodes, but that was one that I just... So, in my mind, there's this, like, category of cartoons that were just a little too weird, which is kind of odd because I normally like yeah, yeah. the really weird stuff. Um, but Cat Dog was there. Um, going back to the '90s, Ah, Real Monsters. Oh, I was, was gonna on bring that, that one list. up too. <laughs> I love it. No, but it was weird. I understand. It, it was really weird. Also on that list, I bet was pro- like Rocco's Modern Life. Yep, that and Angry Beavers. I was gonna. Damn. <laughs> like, you're I think all, we're on the same wavelength. Of, the, you're right, though. They they were just they were really weird, and they're the kind of shows that. I mean, most of the cartoons didn't really have a point, but these ones really, really had no point. Like, mm-hmm. two, like it was right. just literally two beavers just messing stuff up. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was kind of like... As a kid, I had watched a few episodes of Ren and Stimpy, because that was on Nickelodeon. Yeah. And it is super not for kids. No, my mom wouldn't like let me watch super, it. Super... She wouldn't let me watch it mm-hmm. either. Like, well, my mom, not your mom. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know. My mom was involved in your life at that point. No, I there uh, were a few shows. I mean, maybe um, my, most of my friends, most of my friends weren't allowed to watch Rugrats because, for whatever reason, because of poop. Maybe I guess. I my know. mom loved that show though, so she loved it when we watched it. But all of my friends could watch like Ren and Stimpy and all that stuff, and my mom, my mom knew. <laughs> she was like, yeah. "Nope, that's different. It's different." Yeah, and so to me. Um, Shows like Rocco's Modern Life and Cat Dog and Angry Beavers, like those were basically kid versions of Ren and Stimpy to me. Oh yeah, and you know that's that's how I viewed it as mm-hmm. a kid. And I know it's not entirely the truth, but no, I, I think see what you're that saying. There is, yeah, there's a little bit of a, a I think logical sort of right. line of thinking there. Um, so I'm reminded too of Courage the Cowardly Dog. Would you include that in the too weird? Because that one had a a weird gray area for me. Yeah. (laughs) Because it wasn't supposed to be like stupid humor. It was actually supposed to be kind of creepy and, you know, spoopy. Spoopy. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So it it was definitely weird, but I I don't think that the purpose of it was to be like, here's these average characters in, you know, weird situations that they get into themselves because they're stupid. Mm -hmm. It was more like, there's weird stuff going this on. This is twisted, and, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's messed up. Right. And Courage is the only one that gets it. Oh my gosh. And his his stupid little voice every time he's trying to explain, oh, I'm sorry. 
Like, oh my gosh, I love that show. Return the slab. <laughs> it's just like the creepiest, creepiest stuff. And that's, that's, you're, so yeah, you're right in saying Ren and Stimpy isn't a kid's show. And then you look at Courage the Cowardly Dog and there are some scary themes there. But that one is still mm-hmm. kind of obviously a kid's show, you know? What is, right. like, what's the distinction? What makes, what makes it too inappropriate? I think it's arbitrary, to be honest. I think that basically you just have to look at it and decide for yourself. Yeah. Because I, I like, I was a very frightened little girl. Oh, me Just, too. like, all the time. Yeah. And so Courage the Cowardly Dog was really hard for me to watch mm-hmm. because sometimes it just got too scary for yeah. me. And, you know, looking at that, like, I don't think I'd want to show kids under the age of 13. Maybe 13's a little old. Yeah. Like, but definitely under the age of 10, yeah. I think, is, is too young for a show like that. Yeah. And, and I think that you also just kind of have to let your kids decide for themselves. Right. You know? Well, and there were a lot of creepy characters in it, too, that, I mean, there was mm-hmm. there was one there was one episode where the, the entire episode, the character was pretty much a representation of, like, sexual harassment and molestation. Ser- like, seriously, oh. it was it's dark Weird. and it's icky. And it's not it's it's not really hidden very well like it's kids maybe wouldn't catch it but anyone like you said anyone over 10 would be like oh I understand like I get it you know and it's that kind of thing where if a 10 year old if someone a younger kid was just like well what what do you mean you know and you're just like how do I how do I talk to you about this without you know (laughs) (laughs) right getting getting into it and frightening you too much right um, man, I have a whole list of cartoons that I watched as a kid, and like we just literally don't have time to talk about all of them. No. Um, but there are a couple that I want to like especially mention. Yeah, me too. One of them is The Weekenders. I never and watched that. This is this is one that like most people I talk to either never watched it or have never even heard of it, mm-hmm. and it was so special to me. Um, and I couldn't tell you exactly why. Other than it just kind of had that dry humor that appealed to young Audrey so much. Like, the humor really was very dry. And it was about four kids. Every episode started on Friday afternoon and ended on Sunday evening, hence the name The Weekenders. And it was basically just, like, normal kid shenanigans. Right. And it was great. I loved it so much. The characters were all very distinct. Some of them were maybe, like, a little stereotypical, but that was fine because... They're teenagers trying to figure out who they are. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes teenagers make themselves into stereotypes. Sure. But they were still pretty complex as well. So I really liked that. I really liked the theme song to it. It was pretty great. Um, did you ever watch Wild Thornberries? <laughs> yes, I did. Okay, that I, was another one that I was thinking of bringing up. <laughs> I loved that show. And my mom always called it the Wild Thornberries because... Oh, <laughs> I know, isn't that cute? Because there were there was the mom and the dad... And then there was the older sister who was my sister. And then there was mm-hmm. Eliza who was me. And then there was Donnie who Aww. was apparently my brother. <laughs> Cause he was the boy and Donnie is the boy. <laughs> and for some reason, oh. cause my sister's nothing like, you know, the older sister, but it was just like, Oh, it's, you know, it's a family that is weird and wants to go on adventures and they're quirky. And my mom was just like, well, Thornley berries. <laughs> That's what they are. It's us. <laughs> oh yeah. And I, I love pretty much any story or cartoon or whatever that has, like, the main character has a secret that they have to keep. Yeah. I 
love those stories. And I think that's partially why, like, Danny Phantom mm-hmm. appealed to me so much, because I was like, he has a secret. Yeah, and you you, you knew that secret, too. So it was just like, mm-hmm. it was so fun. So you were like, you were in on it, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of like this weird sort of like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I know. Totally. And his friends know, but nobody else does. No, I don't <laughs> It's our secret. It's, yeah. yeah, that one was fun. Yeah. You know, I don't have a lot to say about Dexter's Lab and the Powerpuff Girls, but did you watch those? Um, I watched a few. I watched a few episodes of both. Um, I watched more Powerpuff Girls than Dexter's Lab, I would say. Powerpuff Girls was really, really weird to me as well. The villains in that <laughs> the villains in that kind of made me feel icky as well, kind of the same way that Courage the Cowardly Dog villains did, you know? Yeah. And there were a lot of things that I didn't pick up on as a kid, yeah. but they the episodes are available now. I think either on Netflix or on Hulu. They're on Hulu. I can't remember yeah. which exactly. Yeah. And I've watched a few episodes, like some of the ones that really stuck out to mm-hmm. me. And yeah, I look at the villains now and I'm like, oh, yep. they were really trying to like they're... go for some more serious themes here. Yeah, they're very, they're Holy cow. very metaphorical. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just remember Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Lab kind of being in the same yeah. like block totally. of, of oh, cartoons. Included, yeah. It was just a lot of fun. Included in that is Pinky and the Brain, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was... I, I never really got in... Well, okay... I'm sure that my mom would probably say otherwise because she probably remembers my watching habits mm-hmm. a little bit better than I do. I don't remember being particularly fond of like Pinky and the Brain or um, Animaniacs. Oh, I hated or, Animaniacs. Um, the other one was like Tiny Toon Adventures. Yep, hated that. <laughs> I I remember those and I remember watching them, but I don't remember any episodes that I particularly Mm-mm. enjoyed. No. But there are there are classics and they need to be mentioned. Yeah. yeah. So ones that I've been specifically avoiding are Doug and Hey Arnold. Oh, hey and Arnold. I've been avoiding them. Yeah, I've been avoiding them specifically because um, I kind of have that weird, like, retroactive kind of resentment for them because I feel like a lot of people our age look at those and are like, "This is the standard that we need to like hold cartoons to," oh. like cartoons are not the way that they used to be oh, please. and i feel like i feel like these people have not actually rewatched any of those episodes because they do not age well no and at all and those same people don't watch current kids cartoons which are awesome exactly exactly they're so good and it's like doug was definitely like kind of sentimental mm-hmm. and he was supposed to be like super relatable and hey arnold was like he yeah. was super chill and like you kind of wanted to be arnold oh man i wanted his and, room so badly <laughs> yeah but like the episode pacing is just not good right. for the most part some of the jokes don't land the way that they're mm-hmm. supposed to yeah and it's fine for kids when they don't have standards but when you're talking about like older teenagers and young adults mm-hmm. like ugh, it's kind of cringy yeah. you know and you know Harold was really special to me but I know exactly what you're saying and I don't want to I don't want to say that like I think I think kids now kind of they probably demand a little bit more from their cartoons so yeah if they were to watch something like hey Arnold they'd probably be bored but I think yeah. I think kids now are so much more I feel like they're so much more capable of understanding bigger themes and of following really complex, like, you know, plots or templates for episodes. And that's why I think I, that's why I think people get bored looking back and watching those episodes as compared to these, because cartoon producers or that's not a word, is it like the people that make, yeah, the people that make these cartoons 
I think they know that kids are kind of getting brighter at a younger age and want to keep up with it. You know, they want to make shows Mm -hmm. that are going to keep their attention for half hour. Well, and not only that, but I think they also want to have cartoons that are entertaining for their parents Mm -hmm. as well. Multiple generations. You know, so that parents aren't just like, oh my gosh, when is this half hour going to be over? Right. But also ones that the kids are going to want to watch when they get older. Right. And so kind of, I think the landmark cartoon for this <gasps> I think I know would be say. Avatar the Last yep, Airbender, yep, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, because it it had a linear storyline mm-hmm. and it had major character development. Oh, yeah. And each episode had its own little arc. Mm-hmm. But everything was just so engaging. And, like, it was dramatic without being heavy. And oh. it was funny without being, you know, glib. <laughs> Honestly, that show is beautiful. And it's not like Michael's reluctant to watch it, but I've been trying to, we've been trying to find a time where we can actually sit down and watch it because I want it to be something, because I need to rewatch it and I want it to be something that we both pay attention to, you know, and like actually watch instead of just put on in the background because it is really that good. It is. Yeah. And it's crazy to me to think that it is, I think it's like 11 years old I don't want to talk about that. 11 or 12 years old. I mean, it's crazy to think about because I think it also just ages really well. Oh, yeah. Anybody can just start watching it and mm-hmm. be like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. Yeah. <laughs> Audrey, can I ask you a personal question? Yes. What kind of bender are you? Oh, this is a really good question because mm-hmm. I have thought about it. I think about this about as often as I think about, like, what house do Actually, you- I think about exactly about what Hogwarts house I'm in. Um I would like to be a firebender yeah. because fire has always had like this strange sort of like fascination to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not a pyro, but <laughs> I think maybe in an alternate universe I am. You are, yeah. Um, so I'd like to be, but I think if I'm going to be truly honest with myself, I am a waterbender yeah. because I have some more of those like caring. Yeah you know, healing instincts. and I'm the same. I, I would really, I would really like to say that I'm an earthbender because I think I just, I think they're so powerful and awesome mm-hmm. and just, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm a waterbender. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's a hallmark of waterbenders is that they don't want to be waterbenders. They want to, they want to be something else. <laughs> and it's not to say like, oh, waterbenders are not good because like they're definitely awesome no yeah they are but it's they're just incredible like the whole ice thing and, and like blood bending blood bending oh, is like the darkest creepy. part of it i think i think so yeah and like you have to be able to exercise that self-control mm-hmm. to not abuse that mm-hmm. and it's just it's really cool and i'd love to be a firebender but yeah if i'm being honest yeah. with myself i'm, I'm definitely a waterbender yeah me too me too <laughs> twinners that's cool yay do you think we'd be in the same tribe? Oh yeah. Do you think? Do you think we're um, northern water tribe or southern water tribe? Northern. I'd say northern. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Okay. And I'm assuming this is like post sexism because like there was a serious sexist attitude in the northern water tribe. Yeah. That, you know, Katara had to. That she. Kind yeah, of that's well. That's kind down. of why I mean, Katara represents the northern tribe for me. That's kind of why I want to say that I'm the northern tribe because she is. <laughs> she is badass. She is so cool. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think the Avatar really kind of set the standard for um, cartoons that. Even if they didn't necessarily have an ongoing storyline, 
or like an overarching plot. Mm-hmm. Um, there was definitely a little bit more cohesiveness mm-hmm. to the the story, mm-hmm. and and you know things that happened in the first season had repercussions on the second season. Yeah. And, you know things like that. So that's how we get shows like Adventure Time. Oh my god, where you know if you don't know the story and you just hop in in the middle of you know i can't remember what season it was but season six mm-hmm. and you're like why doesn't finn have an arm he has an arm when i started yeah, yeah, watching yeah. it and now he doesn't like yes there was an episode where he lost his arm uh-huh. and it's and in, it's you know previous episode episodes pertain to later episodes so it's important to kind of keep up yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you also see his character development with his relationships with the princesses. Mm-hmm. You know, first with Princess Bubblegum, and then with Flame Princess, and then back to Princess Bubblegum. And right, you know, it's great because he has that final realization that like I'm better than letting myself obsess over right. you. I'm just fine. all the time. I'm doing just fine. Yeah. yeah, I have serious problems with Bubblegum. Like serious problems. Yeah, she's not a good guy. No, she's not. And that it's 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 really upsetting when you learn that because she was mm-hmm. annoying to me in the way like, oh, she's that annoying know-it-all. You know, she is a good guy, but she's she's the she's the one that just has to tell everyone to go to bed, you know? <laughs> and she's mm-hmm. she's just kind of meh, I I didn't like her. And then you learn, yeah, and then you learn that she's kind of twisted and you're like, "Oh, okay." And to be honest, like when I learned that she was super twisted, I I, I liked her just like oh, the tiniest bit more cuz I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. You're actually yeah. you're actually kind of you're actually kind of bad. All right, that makes sense. So it's okay that I disliked you this whole time. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you know, I think the adventure time is probably the most cited as the counterpoint to like, oh, cartoons aren't what they used mm-hmm. to be. Like, well, no, we've got adventure time and I would rather watch adventure time mm-hmm. than reruns of Doug yep. any day of the week. Me too. And that's the thing is it's hard, it's hard to convince people to watch it because you say, um, yep, it's, it's called Adventure Time and it's about a guy and his stretchy dog and a princess <laughs> made of bubble gum and a, a purple blob alien. And it's like, mm-hmm. and it's, it, that obviously does not attract um, an older, but it, that the description of it is so juvenile, but it's, it's what they talk about. And it's like the, it's the relationships that they make and the, God, it's, it's so good. There's something about that show. It's, so it's really good. good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the Cartoon Network in particular does a lot of really good shows. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about Over the Garden Wall before and mentioned just how good that is. And it's, I kind of have weird mixed feelings about it because on the one hand, like, I would love more of that. But at the same time, I think that it was a mini series makes it that much more special. It is so special. Yeah, I think I'm on the same boat. I would love to see more. I would love to see more of them, but I don't want to, I don't want a perfect thing to be ruined, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But that's definitely another cartoon that, like, oh, yeah. like it will make you cry. Yep, it will make you cry. A cartoon, and it will make it's it. Crazy. Yeah, it made me. It made me laugh until I cried too. Yeah, like it yeah. seriously is so funny. Yeah, Disney. Disney does a lot of really good things. Um, they did Gravity Falls, which only You've had been two trying, seasons. Yeah. I've been trying to get you to watch it. I know. And I really think you need to watch it. I know, I and it's not. Really it's not it. because I don't trust you and your like you know, you picking something for me, it's, it's, I, recommendations are really hard for me to get around to, but I, yeah. I will get around to it. 
yeah. But that's another really good one that it's like, uh, again, I would rather watch the same episode of Gravity Falls three times over than, you know, three, new three random yeah. episodes of Hey Arnold. Yeah, yeah. Like, honestly. Yeah, there's just, there's more to it. There's more to, there's more to munch on visually mm-hmm. and, you know, mentally. Yeah. yeah. I have on my list Samurai Jack, yep, which is you, really good. You have also tried to get me to watch that, and you got really excited about the reboot, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the reboot... Okay, so originally, like, it does have to go on my, like, things that I watched as a kid list, mm-hmm. because it did air when I was, you know, a, a teenager originally, and it was aimed a little bit more towards the like teenage audience but the reboot actually has like a lot of it (laughs) it aired on um adult swim on Uh, cartoon network and it's because they do a lot of really adult jokes um my interest is peaked yes like ones that you definitely would not want to have a kid like here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It's, I'm really intrigued. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I, I would recommend it. And it's visually very stunning. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And it's, it's in the same kind of style as Powerpuff Girls, I think. Right. I mean, when the old Samurai Jack, at least when I would flip through channels, it had the same kind of cartoon movement and, you know, shift or whatever, as yeah. Powerpuff Girls. Were they connected in any way? Because I thought it was probably the same creator. Um, yeah, so Gendy Tartakovsky was associated with both of okay. those shows. Mm-hmm. All right, that yeah. makes sense. Um, another couple of shows that I kind of want to mention, because they are really good and they're enjoyable for both like teenagers and for adults. Um, I really enjoy Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. That one is really, really popular. It's got a lot of really good messages and... Some of the episodes are like shockingly dramatic. It's yeah. crazy because there's like a lot of really lighthearted episodes as well. But then there's the occasional like backstory. Every character in that show has such a dark backstory that you're just kind of like, well, oh my gosh, how do you function? <laughs> it's kind of a dystopian kind of thing, isn't it? Um, or a weird kind of twisty. It's it's. So it's kind of like an alternate version of Earth where mm-hmm. um, pretty much everything is the same except for the fact that at one point there was an alien invasion. And it was kind of, it took place kind of before humans evolved and became mm-hmm. civilized. But it affected everything. But there are these aliens that have kind of stuck around to defend against future alien invasions. Mm-hmm. Um, they they were like the rebel aliens and they're right, like right. we like earth and we don't want our home planet to come back and destroy it because earth is pretty right. and we really like it now you showed so, me didn't you show me a song from that one it was that really sweet one um yeah it has a lot of really good music um some of it's more upbeat and then some of it is just like apps like it will calm me down from mm-hmm. a you know panic attack because oh, yeah. it's just like so sweet yeah and yeah that's the one that you shared with me is the really is the really sweet one that always calms you down. I'd say the that music stuff, uh, the good music is in Adventure Time and uh, uh, mm-hmm. Over the Garden Wall as well. Just really high quality. Yeah. 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 I also want to mention, oh my gosh, there's so many that I want to mention. I want to mention Netflix really quick because okay. they do have a lot of original programming. 
Um, obviously, like, I think the stuff aimed more towards adults, things like House of Cards and Orange mm-hmm. is the New Black and The mm-hmm. Crown and mm-hmm. um, Stranger Things. Like, I think that gets more attention than a lot of the kids programming does. But I do also want to acknowledge that it's there and that it is a, a really good quality. Yeah. So one of the ones that I want to mention is Troll Hunters. <laughs> it is a CGI cartoon um, produced by Guillermo del Toro. Oh my so gosh. So if you are fam- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Like, I mean, I'll pretty much watch anything that he produces anyway, sure. right? Like, <laughs> just, just for <laughs> the visual. He's really good. Met, like, m- messing with your brain. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's not quite so much of, like, messing with your brain aspect to it because it is for kids. Yeah, but, but it's, it's probably um, really a little bit more. Yeah, it is really pretty. There's a lot of, like, colors that pop and a lot of, mm-hmm. um, like, settings and, and a yeah. lot of scenes that just have, like, these amazing architectural aspects to it. Oh, yeah. So it's really, it's, it's interesting, and it's kind of got um, a lot of what Avatar has going on, which is, like, this overarching plot, and each mm-hmm. episode, like, progresses that a little bit while also dealing with some of the um, issues of the episode. So I would recommend that. I think that that yeah, one's absolutely. a pretty good one. Yeah, I have not um, paid one lick of attention to Netflix's kids section. Yeah, I, you you kind of you kind of have to go out of your way to get there. I don't remember how I ended up watching Troll Hunters, but I saw Del Toro's name on it, and I was just like, "Yep, yep, <laughs> gonna check that out." Yeah. Um, How to Train Your Dragon also has a TV series on Netflix, mm. and so I think that it's probably not as high a quality as either the movies or as troll hunters uh-huh. um but it's still you know still worth a watch if you if you like the franchise it, i think it's worth at least checking out and deciding for yourself yeah. if you like um, dragons and adventure if you <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> so um but we've been talking a lot about cartoons aimed towards either kids or teenagers mm-hmm. but i think we do need to kind of acknowledge that cartoons are also made for grown-ups right and that there are some programs out there that you definitely don't want your kids to watch yeah. <laughs> but as yeah. an adult you can appreciate yeah and I've tried to explain to my mom because I've been trying to get her to watch Bob's Burgers for a while because she mm-hmm. is she is Lynch that's her she looks like <laughs> her she acts like her she sings like her she dances like her she treats her kids like her it's insane and I think her I, I think her hesitation is because oh it's a cartoon like and it's not like she hates cartoons. Like we watch Simpsons sometimes. It's just like there's something there's something about cartoons that is just like an immediate turnoff for people. And that's really sad to me because just because I don't I don't understand how because it's animated makes it less worthwhile, you know? Where did that come right. from? Is it because people think that cartoons are just solely for kids shows? I think so. I think that part of it is that and part of it is kind of the history of cartoons aimed towards adults. Mm-hmm. Because like going back to Ren and Stimpy, it's crude and it's weird and <sighs> like the visuals can be very off-putting. You know, and I know that a lot of people really enjoy it, but right. it's just not for me and it's yeah. not for a lot of people. Yeah, I and think. I mean, I yeah, and that that might have something to do with it because all the cartoons that we watched that my mom watched us watching were just kind of the dopey kids cartoons and maybe she just didn't have 
the opportunity to realize that there's better stuff. Um, and I do have to say, if my mom is listening, I did not watch one lick of Ren and Stimpy growing up after you told us not to. But tonight I'm going to watch an episode because I am so curious. I'm so curious. <laughs> I know it's dirty because, because I've seen the pictures of the show and I flipped through and stayed on for like five seconds and then got really nervous and flicked away, you know, and <laughs> I've, it, it's, I know it's nasty, but I've got to know. I've got to know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mom. Yeah. No, it's fine. I, I'm in the same boat where as a kid, I was like, my mom told me not to watch this, so I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as an adult, like, I've seen some clips. I've never watched a full episode, but I've mm-hmm. seen a few clips where it's just kind of like, oh, right. wow, that's, uh, I okay, that's I get gross. it. Thank, <laughs> thank you, mom, for protecting me from uh-huh. that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, she also didn't want us watching all that or the Amanda show because the kids were so disrespectful, like portraying adults as idiots. Um, but those oh. I those I did sneak in because I, they, they <laughs> weren't funny. dirty. They weren't dirty. They were funny. Ren and Stimpy mm-hmm. was dirty. <laughs> it was dirty, yeah. Yeah, and then it also doesn't help that like Beavis and Butthead was another yeah, show that at all. <laughs> towards adults. I've had zero desire to yeah, watch and not of interested. That. Um Simpsons is obviously like the longest running cartoon. Simpsons is so good. It is. I, it is so good. Yeah. I, I don't watch it regularly, but every once in a while, like if it's on, I will sit down and watch an episode and I'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's a yeah. reason why it's still going. I watched a Thanksgiving episode, like, I don't know, out of context in the middle of May or something like that. But I watched mm-hmm. a Thanksgiving episode and it like really touched me. It was really, really sweet. And I had no idea that it could be like that because you just think of stupid, you know, stupid adult characters and annoying kid characters. But like. It's it's a show about a family essentially, you know. Yeah, and yeah. some some episodes end really tender. Yeah, and some of them end really dumb. But yep. you laugh along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, along that same vein, uh, Futurama. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get into that? I tried to. I I've never gotten hooked. I, I enjoy it, but I was never hooked. I have watched the entire the entire series at least three times. Oh yeah, and, and Michael, yeah, I I was really really reluctant because I just thought it looked so stupid, and Michael was like insistent. He's just like, no, just trust me, just please, please trust me. Push through, push through the first few episodes because you know pilots are always weird, and mm-hmm. it is. I am obsessed. It is the funniest, one of the funniest like older cartoons that I've ever. I know it's not that old, but it is. It is so good, and so if you just. Try to get. Maybe, try to think about giving it another chance. <laughs> yeah, maybe what I need to do is I just need to sit down like from the beginning because part of it I think is that I've I've really only picked up on it like halfway mm-hmm. through certain seasons, mm-hmm. and that might be part of the problem because I know it doesn't necessarily have that like cohesive storyline. No, but it, there's it, a little, it helps you to... can mostly just pick it up wherever. Yeah. But it helps to like have watched it and to know what to know what it's like and know what what kind of jokes they're going to tell. So you can just kind of anticipate how silly and stupid it's going to be. But again, that show has moments that made me tear up, too. Really surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I'm so reluctant to mention this, but I think we do are you have saving to it for it. last? No, I I just I want to mention Family Guy. It exists. Oh, okay. It's no, we for adults. Gonna... And we're going to move on. Like, yeah, I got on a family th- Family Guy binge, and it was a dark time in my life. And I'm not; it's it's just not for me anymore. No, it's yeah. not. Uh, same here. Like, we Nick and I had some friends that 
like were really super into Family Guy, and so we'd mm-hmm. watch a few episodes with them. And like I remember laughing, but I don't remember anything being funny, mm-hmm. which is a really weird memory to have. Like Yeah, and it's not a great sign either, because it's like <laughs> yeah. how highbrow can the jokes be if you're just like laughing and you can't remember why? It's it's a lot of yeah. it's a lot of physical humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um I I kind of lump that together with South Park, maybe not yeah. rightly so, but cuz South Park apparently is super sophisticated sometimes, but I never want to take the chance to just pick an episode and see if it's going to be one of those ones that's worthwhile and teaches me something or if it's going to be one of the ones that has like piles of poo everywhere, you know? Cuz <laughs> right. it's either one or the other. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, and there's a way for there's a way for adult shows to be to be crude, but to also be like, to be sophisticated at at the same time. And that, I mean, if you want to start talking about Rick and Morty right now, I mean, that's... I I was about to say, I'm pretty sure I know where this is going. It hits that sweet spot because it is, it is crude, but it is not over Mm -hmm. the top and it is, it is so smart. And I, I have trouble identifying myself as a Rick and Morty fan because of what Rick and Morty fans are like. And yes, because they're they're awful and they they, they, are. they ruin the fandom. <laughs> but it really is, if are there if there are any listeners that just hate Rick and Morty because Rick and Morty fans are the worst, ignore all of that. It, just put it out of your mind and try because <laughs> yeah. it is worth it. It really is. Um, I I feel the same way. This is kind of taking a few steps back. I feel the same way about My Little Pony because there's a lot of people that are like, oh, bronies are weird. And as a fan of the show, I'm like, yes, bronies are very weird. I agree. (laughs) But But it's a good show. If if you watch it, like, it is surprisingly charming and surprisingly funny. And I let it play in the background as Mm -hmm. I paint because there's some really clever dialogue and sometimes... Like, there's some visuals that are very surprising. There's an episode where one of the characters, like, she tries to come up with her own, um, like, haunted house sort of thing for her friends. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, the least into that Mm -hmm. out of all of them. And (laughs) so she... Is it it Shutterfly? Fluttershy. Flutter... I hate that I know that, but yeah, I knew exactly... I don't (laughs) watch the show. I just know their names. Okay, keep going. Yeah. So she um, creates these, like, cutouts of characters that she draws, Mm -hmm. and they're all references to anime. (laughs) And, like, it's it's almost a blink-and-you'll-miss-it moment. Mm -hmm. I just happened to be watching the screen at the time that that happened, and I was just like, whoa, 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 hold on. Hold on a second. And, like, I had to rewind a little bit, and I'm like... Okay, yeah, those are all pony versions, like crudely drawn pony versions yeah. of anime characters. And, you, and it was just like this yeah, really and funny. You know, you know those animators just had a heyday with it, too. Oh, yeah. There's an episode where some of the characters are at a bowling alley. And so, of course, since they're at a bowling alley, there's pony versions of the Big Lebowski characters. There. Oh, my gosh, I love that. <laughs> and it's just, it's this moment of like, Wait a second. They they linger on the characters just long enough that adults watching would be like, I know that. That's John Goodman. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, I I have yet to give it like a real shot. Um, It's, I don't know, it's, it it is, it is a reluctance because of the fan base, but I trust Mm -hmm. you more (laughs) than I hate them. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And thankfully, going back to Rick and Morty, 
you recommended the show to me before, like, the before sauce it, yeah. thing happened. And before, like, the whole, oh, well, you have to have a certain IQ to really, truly appreciate Rick it's and Morty. Smart like, show, and it goes things, about a, a lot sm- of, but yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Helena. Like, thankfully, you got me into that before. Uh-huh. Because you probably A lot of that yeah. started happening. But, yeah, if, if you hadn't recommended it to me before that, I probably would have been like, all yeah. the fans are douchebags. Yeah. No, understandably so. And I, the first sticker, Audrey and I are super into stickers. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe we <laughs> yes. should post pictures of our stickered stuff. But Audrey, I did. I did post a picture of my water bottle on the Twitter. Oh, how did I miss? How did I miss that one? I get your tweets sent to me like right after they're tweeted. I'll have to. I'll have to go back. Um, I'm a big yeah. fan. I'm. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm I I follow Audrey's or uh, uh, the Our Kitten Whiskers and Kanye Twitter very religiously. I I really like it. Um, uh, what was I? Oh yeah, you stickers gave me my first sticker, and it was a Morty sticker. And I think that was before you watched the show. Maybe was it? I think it was when I was in the middle of watching. Oh okay. It. Yeah, right. like and I had just finished the first season, and you were like, I want a sticker with Morty Morty's doing the face. Morty's like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's exactly um, what it is. And anyone yeah. that's watching the show and listening knows it's just that the little face. The, yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so that, that was the first sticker on my water bottle, and it was the start of a, a great collection. But it's still my favorite one. It's still just smack dab right in the middle. The biggest one, too, mm-hmm. besides mm-hmm. Nick Cage, probably. But it's the biggest sticker there, and it's just like, <laughs> Morty! <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So it's good. So I think um, we've actually gone on way longer than we originally intended to. Right. Um, I didn't think this was going to be as long of an episode as... Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think, yeah, we'll just wrap it up. Thank you for recording with me today, Carmen. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. It's been great. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, before we sign off, I do just want to remind everybody that we have a couple of social media accounts. So you can check us out on our Twitter at Kittens and Kanye. I have actually been doing a lot better at posting things there, like on almost a daily basis. There are some weeks where I I do not quite so good, but, um, you know, I've, I've been putting in a greater effort there mm-hmm. and they're funny tweets too and they're and sometimes she posts pictures of her bunny so if that's you know <laughs> any sort of incentive for you um and then we have an instagram that i post at least um every other week to announce our episodes and i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty bad at keeping up with social media for myself um so maybe i should just kind of channel all my energy into our instagram account so that i can i can start pulling in some pulling in some followers, but that one is kitten whiskers and Kanye. And, um, there's, it'll be easy to find. It has our uh, orange cat logo. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And just a reminder, um, if you get a chance, go to iTunes, rate and review us. Yes. Um, or at the very least, like if you like any particular episode that we've done, it doesn't necessarily have to be this episode. It can be any of our past episodes. Share it with your friends mm-hmm. on whatever social media account you want to. We actually see a great increase in listens and plays when other people share our show. Oh, yeah. Um, because, of course, like most people are going to be like, well, of course, Audrey and Carmen are going to share their podcast. Like, it's right. their <laughs> podcast. Yeah. But when other people share. Yeah, it's even. It's that's just... when people 
people are like, oh, okay, like, I know this person and I trust them uh-huh. and their recommendations. So if you, you know, if you could do that, we'd like that. Yeah. Yeah, I need to be better at that, too, of, like, sharing stuff that I really did like because I feel like, you know, people who work on it deserve to deserve to reach as many people as they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, until next time, I'm Audrey Stratton. I'm Carmen Thorley. And this has been Kitten Whiskers and Kanye. Thanks for listening. Ha, 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 ha.